Um, we're going to begin to hear from, uh, over the next few weeks, from folks who've gone to Ecuador and uh, come back. Um, today we're going to hear from John Kim, um, Dr. John Kim, and James Ye, Mr. James Ye, as uh, they share the work that God did in them. Um, after we do that, uh, we're going to watch a, a brief video um, of some of the things that happened down there, and then um, we'll look into the Word together. So let's uh, give a round of applause as John comes to share with us. people here. Uh, yeah, the armpit sweats are full-blown right now. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Anyways, all right, before I begin my testimony, I just, um, yeah, I just wanted to be completely honest um, with you guys so that you don't think I'm some kind of a super Christian uh, because I keep going on mission trips, but yeah, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, yeah, I mean, the main reason that I went this year was because um, pretty much, yeah, I didn't want to look like a sellout and back out of my commitment I made in front of you guys last year. Um, so, yeah, going to going to training every week was tough for me because it took a, a lot of my time, and usually on Sundays we go golfing, and uh, yeah, it was, it was tough because I wanted to go golfing, and my golf game took a hit as a result of it. Um, but needless to say, um, I came into this trip with a completely wrong attitude. Um, but yeah, looking back on this mission trip, you know, I, I was really humbled that God still used me as a part of this team and as, as a part of his plan in Ecuador. And, um, yeah, I was just reminded that he never fails to overcome my broken heart. Um, yeah, and I, as I was just reflecting back on this trip this week, um, I was just reminded of his sovereignty throughout my whole life. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go over the whole story of my life because that would just take forever, but, um, just looking back on everything that's happened, in my life just made sense. And um, although 10 years ago I could have never seen myself uh, doing dentistry in the mission field, um, God knew all along, and he carried me through it all. Um, and it's a good thing I found dentistry because um, skits and body worship aren't my cup of tea, so <laughs> you, you can ask the rest of the team about that as well. Um, but I also thought about the, the rest of the team and each member of the team and uh, how God specifically used um, certain instances throughout each of their lives as well. And um, how he, he helped all of us grow and uh, bring us together for this mission trip. Um, yeah, looking from the outside, our team just looked like a bunch of uh, random people with random talents. Um, we had dentists, college students, teachers, nurses. We also had the cam adults join us, an eyeglass team, and even a Taekwondo master. Um, and to top it off, uh, we joined with a team that, from Ecuador that barely spoke English. Um, yeah, I mean, the team didn't make sense, but it made sense to God. And this was visible as he used our team as one unit to show his love to non-believers. Um, and it was a huge blessing to see um, groups of people come to know Christ for the first time at the block parties we held. And it was also comforting to know that, you know, we, although we might not see some of the, them again here on this earth, um, one day we'll see them again in heaven. And, uh, yeah, I'll be excited to introduce you guys to some of them that we met over in Ecuador. Um, yeah, so the theme for me throughout the mission trip is that nothing's an accident for him, um, and everything happens for a reason. Um, so yeah, maybe there's a reason I'm up here giving this testimony as well, um, and I believe there is. 
And uh, I pray that God will use my testimony to encourage you guys. Um, because if he's been sovereign throughout my life, he's been sovereign through all of yours as well. And um, although sometimes it's hard, um, I believe it's important to cherish the good times and the bad times. Um, whether you're young or old, you, know, you could be a, a middle schooler struggling with um, summer reading, or you could be a, a single young adult um, struggling with uh, wondering when it's not your time to get married. But uh, I think it's important to enjoy these moments um, because God uses these events to help us grow into the people that we're meant to be. Um, and knowing this, I'm excited to see what God has in store for me and for us because no matter what, it will always be good. Um, yeah, before I start, I guess I should uh, say that Ugi is not a super Christian. I agree with that. Because <laughs> we travel 27 hours together. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, again, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm just always blessed by Ugi's uh, humility. And, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, my name is James. Uh, I'm a shepherd uh, leader for Osaka House Church, uh, husband to Casey, uh, father to... Timothy and Jonathan, uh, cousins to Paul, Sarah, and David, <laughs> brother-in-law to Jen, uncle to Josh, Daniel, Joyce, Chinju, and Kobe, who's coming up. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share just uh, uh, my trip to uh, Ecuador, what God's been uh, showing me in the last five years that I've been going. Uh, it started out in 2009. Um, uh, we were trying to send our first team to Ecuador, and I've never been on a mission trip, uh, you know, 40-plus years of my life. Uh, I've been supporting uh, a lot of our uh, members that went to DR, and, and so uh, for some very selfish reasons, I wanted to go. First, it was a very short trip, Monday through Saturday. Um, second, uh, I found out through Google that um, Ecuador had some mountains, and it was possibly a chance that it would be very cool there. Uh, a lot cooler than DR. Um, so I said, this is a place for me to go. And so I went. Um, it was a very short trip, but uh, through that time, uh, God just opened my eyes and my heart uh, for the people of Lumbaki. This is the town that uh, we visit every year. In 2010, about three weeks before our second mission trip, my brother uh, Kenny um, died in a bus accident uh, on his way to missions uh, in Korea. And after uh, memorial services in Orlando, Maryland, and Boston, uh, I saw how God uh, used my brother to share the gospel while he was alive. And even in death, God used my brother to share the gospel in Ecuador. I shared my testimony of how fear and sadness was weighing heavy on my family's heart, but God comforted us through his people. Uh, in 2011, we thought that this would be our last trip to Ecuador. We went wanting to do as much as we could uh, before we left. Uh, but as uh, Tico went home to heaven on our trip, during our trip in Ecuador, we knew that we had to go back again uh, to, show that, um, to show the people in uh, Ecuador and Lumbaki that what we test about, testified about God's goodness, even in loss, would be lived out in our lives. And in 2012, we added a dental team uh, and a Taekwondo ministry to our, uh, to our team. Uh, we also went uh, wanting to support uh, Joseph and Tico's parents' vision um, for the Joshua Project, the project that uh, gives uh, goats to families uh, in Ecuador. And then finally, in 2013, my fifth year, uh, we added an eyeglass ministry to our team, and uh, we partnered with a, a Spanish-speaking church in Quito, and um, we sent 
uh, one of the largest groups that we've ever did uh, to Lumbaki. And so having traveled most of Tuesday, recovering on Wednesday, Thursday was our first full day of ministry, and uh, we went to a small village called Cabeno. Uh, this is the small village where uh, Tico helped uh, build uh, a church, uh, the church that also is dedicated in his name. Uh, and then uh, we set up underneath a open pavilion by 10 a.m. Uh, our uh, team was in action. Um, we had Chris, John, Haley, Sarah, and Monica. Uh, they were doing uh, dentistry, pulling teeth. Um, Joseph's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Kim from Boston, and Mrs. Cook uh, were doing eyeglass uh, ministry. Sandra, Keshla, Min uh, were painting nails and gathering children. Chase, Calvin, Carl were doing Taekwondo. Joseph, Alex, Pal, uh, did I miss somebody? Isaac, uh, they were doing VBS and playing with children. And uh, scattered among all these groups were members of that Quito church. Uh, uh, they were helping out, translating, and um, it really was a beautiful sight to behold. And all these ministries, just nonstop, other than for about an hour worth of uh, lunch break, uh, we ran nonstop till uh, 6 p.m., uh, and in which time uh, we had an open-air service. And I, I would say between 150 to 200 people came to the service. And uh, Pastor D.L. preached a really powerful sermon, and he made an invitation for people to come and accept Christ. And I would have to say that uh, more than half the group came to accept Christ. And it was a very moving ex- uh, service. Uh, it really especially touched our team. Um, and as we were uh, sharing hugs Uh, Joseph's mom, who was crying, said she was crying because she was so happy and not sad. Uh, And so something about what Pastor D.L. preached and what uh, Mrs. Kim shared with our team uh, reminded me um, of my brother's memorial service and this quote from one of his sermons. Um, These are my brother's words. Uh, I want to challenge you to think about your expectations of what God is promising us in Scripture. what God is promising us through Jesus Christ is not that in this lifetime we will have all the things that we could possibly want, but he's offering us a life that even if we had none of the things we could possibly want, we would have something greater that would sustain us. That even if we lost all that we live for, all that we strive for, if nothing else went our way, there would be a joy, a peace, and a purpose that would make you the envy of every person around. That is what God is offering. And so I believe that this is what God is teaching me and my family, uh, as well as Joseph's family. I think about... um, the hope and dreams that they had for Tico. I think about my mother's dreams, our family's dreams for my brother Kenny, and how those would not be possible. But God gave us something greater to sustain us. That that night in Cabeno, I definitely sense God's joy, uh, God's peace, and God's purpose for our families, both of our families. And I thank God for reminding me of this greatest treasure that I have in Jesus Christ. And as a shepherd, as a husband, a father, a business owner, I want to share this great treasure with others. Um, Because of my lack of eloquence, I want to uh, end my testimony with a song uh, by Stephen Curtis Chapman called Much of You. The second chorus goes like this. Because I am a sinner, 
and you are the Savior, uh, I want to make much of you Jesus. I want to make much of your love. I want to live today to give you the praise that you alone are so worthy of. I want to make much of your mercy. I want to make much of your cross. I give you my life. I take it and let it be used to make much of you. Thanks for listening.